Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of my podcast, I Am My Best Friend. Today, we'll be talking about mental health in the Austrian school system. I think we all know that school is an incredibly important time because here we begin to learn about patterns and habits from other people because prior to school we learned all these patterns from our caregivers and our family but now we're put into an environment where we learn from other people and we learn about friendships we learn how to communicate with other people from different backgrounds but what i've realized going to an austrian school is that schools do not provide any resources to teach children how to build healthy relationships with themselves and with other people and often children come to school with unresolved traumata and school does not provide any resources to to work through these traumata for example they don't provide any good therapy or if there's therapy the children don't know about it so today i have a guest with me and i'll introduce her in a second but what we will talk about the reality of austrian school about the system how it is lacking in in helping with people's mental health and helping them resolve past traumata and also providing a safe space for children in an ideal world, the school system would acknowledge exactly that, that every child comes to school with mental health issues, probably. It's very, very likely. And what the school system really should be providing is classes where students can learn about themselves, where they learn to set boundaries, learn what healthy relationships look like, and also just provide therapy. And I think that is so, so crucial. And that's what we want to talk about today. So with that, I want to introduce my amazing guest, Siham, someone I've known for a while now because we both participated or we both worked in a youth organization, which kind of went to shit. <laughs> but yeah, so welcome, Siham. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Siham, um, but I also go by Sai, so call me how you like. Oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm 18 years old. I'm a Somali-Austrian, so a little bit about my background. And I'm currently a high school senior in Vienna so that's like from the perspective that I will talk about today okay that's really really good and since we are talking about mental health I want to ask maybe you can give us some background about your own mental health situation just so we have an idea of where you're coming from when you talk about the school system here in Austria yeah so mental health is like to me personally it's like a topic that I kind of pushed away from myself for quite a long time especially during my childhood but as I grew up I realized that it's like crucial for me to think about it because if I don't I will not understand why I'm feeling that bad although everything is all right or allegedly all right <laughs> and yeah so I've dealt with or I'm still dealing with depression and and suicidal thoughts and that was like my biggest thing that I've learned in 2021 or 2022 how to deal with it like in a really healthy manner and how to like take care of my mental health how to take care of myself and you know it was a really kind of huge big breakthrough because kind of my coping mechanism was shit yeah it was <laughs> like work and become a workaholic if you got no time to think about anything it's cool and that was definitely a kind of toxic mentality so <laughs> um, i'm really glad that i was able to break through that cycle and you know ste take steps forward to a, a healthier version of me 
Wow, that is very, very beautiful what you just said. And thank you so much for being vulnerable. I think that's one of the most important things when talking about mental health. So thank you for being honest here and just giving us an insight as to who you are and what you're struggling with personally. Okay, so this is a question that I ask all of my podcast interviewees. I think you might know. So what habits do you engage in to be your best friend? Uh, so... I'm a kind of cliche person, so I kind of, every week, um, depending on how I feel, to me personally, it's like a mandatory thing that every week I buy myself flowers. Yeah, so... <laughs> so cute, I love that. <laughs> so it's like, if, if, uh, by the end of the week, if I kind of feel super stressed or it's something, you know, I kind of don't feel alright, then I buy by the end of the week. But like, if I'm really like in a good mood and I'm like, okay, wow, I kind of feel really energetic today and I'm kind of proud of myself, I'm gonna buy it today. But like, it's like at least once a week I have to buy myself flowers. Can I just say that's such an amazing habit? People <laughs> usually say things like taking care of themselves or going for walks, which is amazing. Yeah. But the act of actually buying yourself flowers instead of, you know, waiting for someone else to give you flowers, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yes. I, I, I picked that up on TikTok. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> so I was I like, mean, yeah. I guess TikTok is good for something then. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I have to kind of, you know, uh, make sure that I don't watch TikTok, at least I'm, that's something I'm really proud of, okay? Yeah. That's good, that's really important, <laughs> that can get really addictive, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, so everybody, you heard this habit, maybe you can take it into your own life, buying yourself flowers, so that's super cool. And now we can dive into the topic of mental health finally i really just want to hear your opinions because i feel like you are such a great person to talk to and you really have also strong opinions and that is exactly what we want to hear in this podcast so my first question my first real question here do you think that mental health is given enough attention in the austrian school system for example is therapy promoted enough or as i said earlier um, is there enough talking about mental health in class all these things do you think that happens enough in our school system unfortunately not because you know the thing is like in in, in austria every school has a in-house um, psychologist but the majority of the students are not aware of that and in class we do not really talk about it we had like a pandemic where that was a huge 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 it took like you know a lot of freedoms from us and it kind of forced us to face our own demons you know being at home being in an environment where some might of us are privileged enough to feel comfortable but some others do not feel comfortable at all so they kind of have to stuck in there and be 24 7 at home because you don't want to risk the law uh, the lives of like you know or the health of, of people that we love and care about and also generally the environment regardless of that we came back to school and everybody kind of pretended as if it's like as if nothing happened you know it's just like yeah you had kind of distance learning, and how was that? Was that great? No? Okay, so that was kind of the advantages of distance learning, that was the advantages. And we talked about that, but we, not, we didn't really talk about how this whole distance learning situation and this whole pandemic situation had like an impact on us, because it's like now should have been the time where we as individuals thrive and where we as individuals should like get to know ourselves better, mm -hmm. like in an environment like school where, you know, kind of fall in love, go to first parties and whatever, and nothing from that happened because of, due to the pandemic. And here you can see how the education system reacted to that. They didn't react at all. 
So the students dealt with, with depression, dealt with anxiety, dealt with so many like negative emotions. And I'm absolutely convinced that the majority of us did not cope with those negative emotions in a healthy manner. So therefore, yeah. No, we ain't got no mental health support here in, <laughs> in school. But yeah. Okay, well, I think two things I want to say about what you just said. You were talking about how everybody came back after the pandemic. I mean, it's still ongoing, but after the lockdown, I guess. Yeah. And you didn't really talk about your mental health. And I think one of the biggest problems in school and also in our society is that we just don't talk about mental health openly. We're scared to be vulnerable, I guess, because we're scared that others can, can hurt us in that way if they know what we're struggling with. But in reality, this is something that really, especially schools should be fostering is, is talking about mental health openly. And as you say, that's not what school does. And at least in our Austrian school system, that's not what happens. Yeah, exactly. We have this kind of mentality in society that showing emotions is something seen as a weakness. And I mean, I kind of understand why people would think that, but we are kind of enforced in this whole mindset of if I do this and this and this, it has to benefit me. If I do X, Y and Z, somebody else can take advantage of me. Kind of like always seeing other other people as opponents, as threats, instead of seeing other people as a place where we can open up, where we can be vulnerable. Obviously not to be naive or anything, mm -hmm. but if i don't feel well and 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 it has an impact on my relationships i kind of have to it's like my responsibility to say hey you guys i'm not doing well right now you don't have to go into detail but you can say i'm not doing well right now mm -hmm. and so i hope you can understand that therefore the next few days i kind of need time for myself and if we don't communicate that how are they supposed to know that right and that type of mindset is not really established in society mm -hmm. and it's definitely not established in school because teachers we see them as you know as if they are like three ranks above us mm -hmm. and sure they are because you know they're going to give us the grades but they are still humans you know you can still talk to them and if one teacher sucks in your class teacher is like a good for nothing type of person then you can like find a safe person in school to talk to a safe mm -hmm. teacher to talk to I think also what you said is, is right, that it's your responsibility to communicate. It's also the responsibility of others to ask you how you're doing, and especially teachers, if they see that you're not doing well, check in with, with the student, really ask what they're going through. And I think that's also a big responsibility. So from both sides, you come, if you're doing badly, then you communicate it, but also other people should be asking how you're really doing. And that should be normalized, I think. Mm, I kind of I disagree. If obviously somebody is not doing great, For example, if like a student who had like grade A's, like an A student, and then went like having to really bad grades, then there is like this obvious something is going on right now. So we have to talk about that. But if a student is like always a kind of bad student, and you don't know if it's if they have problems with motivation or if it's like their mental health issues or whatever, you can't sell. They're not talking to you. You're asking them. They're not talking to you. So how is like their responsibility? You know, if you kind of if you as a person kind of don't give other people the room or the opportunity to help, they can't help. Sure, if a teacher comes to you and says, hey, how are you doing? And you say, I'm good. Although you're absolutely struggling. I get it. You don't want to like open up that easily. You don't want to open up like in front of mm -hmm. or, or, uh, in front of your whole class. But you have to create a room where you can talk to your teacher privately and talk, uh, explain your situation because only then they can actually help you because how the teachers can't read your mind your mother can't read your mind my, my, my mom i was like i was having the worst time in my life and my mom she don't she did not really re realize it because i didn't really show it you know what i mean mm -hmm. and she's like the closest person to me so if she doesn't realize it how how can i expect a, a stranger in that sense you know a teacher mm -hmm. to 
to know how I'm doing. I mean, I completely understand what you're saying. <laughs> I love how we're in a discussion right now. But there's two things I would say here is, is A, I mean, teachers go through years of training. And I mm-hmm. think that part of the training should be just learning the signs of someone is doing bad mentally. And I know mm-hmm. those can be super different and mm-hmm. they vary from person to person. But I think that should be part of the responsibility to at least detect and see, ah, I think this person is kind of struggling. And mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Not even your own mother realizes that you're not doing well. So how do you expect teachers to? Mm-hmm. But I think part of their training should be that they learn how to detect these symptoms or these mm-hmm. patterns. One mm-hmm. thing. And the second thing, what if someone is in a depressive rut? And I, I've been where you are right now. I've been completely depressed uh, at verge of deciding if I want to live or not anymore. I've been there and I was not capable of giving space to other people. I was part of that depression was isolating myself. Yeah. So it's kind of difficult to give others space to, to be vulnerable. True. I, I, can, I can understand the last point, especially. I can relate to that. But it's like, still, how can I like, you know, change? Maybe it's like the the whole, the way I was raised on this like survival mode all the time. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's that like, you know, my personality in that sense. But being depressed is one thing, you know, in a sense. Because at the end of the day, every moment where I was thinking about, especially like the, the times where I was had like a suicide attempt, every single time was like a decision between do I want to continue to live or do I want to die right now, you know? And still, if I did not went through it, to me, it was a decision of that was me deciding that I want to live. So if I want to live, how can I get out of it? And if that was not the first question, then maybe it's like, you know, you have to go through that process to reach that point of how can I change something? It's not that easy. I think we should definitely use those moments where we feel better so we can like talk about it. You don't have to do a whole ass porn trauma in front of your teacher, but explain your situation a little bit so that they can understand because at the end of the day, they're also like humans and I'm well aware I'm, at least I hope that a good amount of teachers have like enough empathy to mm-hmm. to be like okay hey and yeah it takes lots of courage it takes lots of willpower to say hey I want to like change something at least to put the effort mm-hmm. in it's like a whole ass conflict in me right now I mean so, yeah I understand there's so many factors contributing yeah. to this so 100% and it's normal that we might disagree in a few things yeah, yeah. but I definitely agree that if you're feeling better that you should try at least and communicate how you're feeling and what's important that the others the receiving end when you're communicating basically the other person you're talking to they should be understanding of what you're going through yeah they should not make you feel like you're i don't know imagining things or like you're inventing things they should really take this seriously and i think that's again what i was saying that this should be part of the teacher's training because mm-hmm. often i realize when i tell a grown-up or a teacher something they kind of and minimized it or diminished it and and yeah. i felt like okay am i imagining this or is it not as bad as i think it is i always felt a bit invalidated yeah I, as i say teachers should be trained to do that and also in, in school i think we should be taught how to be more empathetic with others yeah. and understand that mental health is so different for every person and can look so different and it should not be invalidated yeah i share the same feelings about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah i you know, it's like, I think it's kind of missed opportunity what they've done with the whole pandemic situation. You know, it would have been the perfect opportunity to kind of really vocalize about, about mental health mm-hmm. and to talk about it more, do campaigns. But they, they didn't talk about it at all. Although everybody was like, oh, youth is kind of depressed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Great that you made that statement, but what now? <laughs> what, what, what do you want to do about that topic? What is going to happen next? And it just didn't happen. It yeah. just didn't do... They didn't do shit. Yeah, now. they were all just failed attempts, I think. And yeah. I agree. That could have been such a good time to... Yeah. 
to implement new ways of thinking about mental health, but that didn't happen. Um, right, so that brings me to my next question, which is much more specific to you as an individual. So how does your cultural background inhibit you from bettering your mental health? So for background information for everyone listening, we, we talked before this podcast and you were saying that, for example, stigmata in your culture kind of inhibit you from working on your mental health and also you feel like there's a lack of access to therapy and mental health professionals. Yeah, so as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm Somali-Austrian, so basically it means that, you know, my family is rooted in Somalia. Well, my mom immigrated to, to Austria due to the fact that Somalia is divided by consequence of a civil war. So we came here and, you know, my mom going from one place to another place, it's for the most of people, yeah, I can't have been, must have been hard, we understand, your mom is such a survivor, but nobody really thought about hard going from one place to the other place did to have mental health you know she was like although we never really talked about it but i can now say for definite that my mom was dealing with her own mental health issues oh definitely with like PTSD and all that mm-hmm. and still we never talked about it for her it was like hey yeah i did that for my children everybody's good now and all that but never like took the time to take care of herself and it was always having this strong woman in my life that i wanted to you know, kind of be myself. I wanted to be like, and that was the reason why I was having such a hard time to admit that I'm having mental health issues. Because like, I've seen my mom, she, she went from one country to another country, yet she never had like mental health issues. Like at least I thought that she didn't have like mental health issues. And then me being raised in this country was always to me, how dare I to have mental health issues, you know? How dare I to complain about anything if, if my mom went through so much to come here. So it was always kind of this, obligation of you have to be happy you have to be grateful because that's what your parent did for you for you so that was like you know my cultural background in the sense of how that influenced me and especially you know if you're not feeling well in my culture it's turn to turn to the religion you know turn to god it's like even one time i really had like a huge mental breakdown in front of my mom and she was like you know her first words was kind of consoling me and then a second sentence was like you should pray a little bit more you should like you know do that connect with reconnect with god and all that i was like i don't need that you know i was like i got really furious because that was like that was the time where i was like you know kind of rethinking how i feel about mental health in how I'm viewing this whole topic. So to hear my mom say, yeah, you should you should pray more and all that kind of made me really furious enough to say, you know what, I'm gonna take care of myself because apparently you do not really understand the impact that this has on me as a person, on my growth and as, as you know, on what it means to be me and what it means to be like, you know, live a happy lifestyle. So, so it was kind of like, always like a super hard fight, an internal conflict between me and myself, how to, how am I supposed to deal with this, you know? It's like you're having bad thoughts. Maybe you should pray more. <laughs> you're not feeling well. Hmm. It's because you are friends with, you know, especially it was like the soul. You're friends with Austrians. You're friends with white people. That's the reason why you're not feeling well. Maybe you should like reconnect to your culture, reconnect to your family. If you have like spend more time with the family, you're getting better. And that was like kind of, you know, that was like how they concluded things. That was the conclusion of all. Mm-hmm. And also it was like, that was the one thing. And that happened, especially like 2021 you know, how those conversations started in my family. And prior to that, it was just like, you, you can't show vulnerability. I've never seen my mom cry. She never cried. Like we went through so much shit and I never seen her cry. So like three years ago, I've seen her cry for the very first time. And then she was like going through a rough depression. Mm-hmm. And then I was seeing my mom ment- uh, having like such a mental breakdown was like, whoa. And I know how I, as a person, 
kind of started viewing my mom differently because of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was like you are such a strong woman right now and now you're giving up and now as i'm standing here and doing this podcast i still feel like that i'm such a little piece of shit i was just a little piece of shit back then because instead of you know i was trying my best to help you have to understand i'm like the oldest daughter at home mm-hmm. or like i have older siblings but they don't live with us so i'm the oldest daughter at home so kind of my mom having depression meant also that I have to step up and take more responsibilities. So, and I was 14 and I was super mad about that because I was like, I'm already having my own issues. You know, it was like I, my best friend uh, committed suicide. I uh, was bullied at school. I was mentally really fucked up. So I was like, I can't lose my mom in a sense, mm-hmm. a strong figure. And at the same time, have to take care of my little siblings. And at the same time, live in an unstable environment because we lost our home. And this is too much for me. So I kind of started to despise her for that, you know. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, I mean, I understand I'm fo- I was 14 and I never was not that sensitive towards her. I like, had like a deep, better understanding from the situation. But at the same time, was seeing her be vulnerable should have been like, you know, the moment for me also to be like, okay, it's okay for me to be vulnerable, you know? Yeah, yeah, but it was against, it was like the opposite of that, uh, the opposite of that. It was like, now I have to be even, now I have to be even stronger. Now, yeah, now you closed yourself off, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so then the years pr- after that, it was like, you know, you have to work yeah. to become a workaholic because you have to make, you have to make your family proud as a first generation immigrant child. As I said, I was raised here. So for me, it was like the expectation was always way higher than everybody else. So it was like, you have to live up to that. And I am absolutely that, uh, convinced that the first generation immigrant children here definitely share those feelings that, that we have to validate the fact that our family or like our parents came the whole way from our home country to Austria to, uh, for us to have a better life. Mm-hmm. So we have to do that. It's our responsibility, it's like an obligation. So there is no room or space to have mental health issues, to be vulnerable, to be emotional. You can't be that. That's like the whole situation, especially in the Somali community where you have, you know, where and everything that if you're not feeling well, it's like you're lacking access to religion. Mm-hmm. So therefore, from that, there was like no, I've never seen like, you know, being a therapy, a, a therapy as, you know, something that could help me. It was like, why, why is this lady, why should I talk to a lady? Yeah. <laughs> well, talking, I can talk to myself too. So I'm, at least I can, you know, have like a better understanding from the whole situation. Why would I go and pay somebody to talk to, you know? And so, so, so it was like this, you know, I was kind of always like downplaying the whole situation. What The weird thing about it was like, I realized that it would help other people. Mm-hmm. I was like really convinced. Although I was like being such a piece of shit. At 14, I was like, it could help other people. Like, my friends were struggling uh, mentally, and I was like, bro, you should maybe go to therapy, mm-hmm. right? But when it, came, when it, like, was about myself, I was, nah. Yeah, that's so it, normal, it's, though. It's not going to help me. I'm not going... That's not... I, bro, I'm, 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 I'm Siham. I'm a Somali. I can't, won't say that I have issues because I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of the mentality. Mm-hmm. So, I think that if I would have been raised in a different culture, I think my way of getting or leading like a healthy a mentally leading a lifestyle that is beneficial for my mental health would have been way easier for me i think if i would have been raised in an austrian family i think i don't i, I don't know like not in every but like in at least you know family where they kind of acknowledge mental health somehow it would have it would have been easier for me to to have a better understanding understanding from the get-go what mental health is and mm-hmm. how important that is okay
Thank you. That was that was really, really interesting to hear about your own account of mental health and your cultural background. So since we are talking about cultural backgrounds, my next question is, do you think that therapists and psychologists in Austria or specifically in the Austrian school system, I guess, are qualified to help people from different backgrounds? So yeah, I think that, that Austrian um, psychologists are definitely capable of helping people with an immigrant background the problem is that the way of getting there the way of getting in access to that help like we used to have an immigrant boy in my class and I am definitely for sure for sure that he had some mental struggles like seriously and no way in this whole universe in, in not one scenario was anybody like questioning that it was like nah nah he ain't got no uh, issues he's an immigrant you know it's like the way they are you know them the people you know that's the way they behave so why would we care like why would we second guess why would we ask you know mm-hmm. nobody really cared therefore he didn't ever have the help that he would have needed he kind of you know at the end he dropped out and i think it's so unfortunate because we're losing so many brilliant minds that, that could contribute something to society mm-hmm. so that's really unfortunate Yeah, I think you're really pointing out something that's super, I guess, prominent in, in especially in Austria, where you see where, that for specifically immigrant children or students, if they act out of line, that that is always related to their cultural background instead of acknowledging that perhaps actually their mental health is lacking in some kind of way. And I think that's such an important point. This is, again, where the Austrian school system is not equipped for that, and it should be. I mean, it's it's not a new system. It's it's a completely old system, and, and it needs to be changed. It needs to be adapted to acknowledge that really everyone has mental health issues. And another thing What you said is that you think that psychologists are equipped to talk to people from different backgrounds. I think there's still room for that, honestly. I've been to many therapists here in Austria, and I feel like there was never, an, specifically from Austrian people, there was never an understanding of, of how it is to be from a different cultural background. Either there should be more international psychologists here, specifically in schools, where schools are really, really international. Or in general, they should be taught in a way that they can also understand different cultural backgrounds and not see everything from an Austrian lens, I guess. I think that's really yeah, lacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that. I get that. I have to just to add to something to mm-hmm. that. I like Vienna as city mm-hmm. in that sense has like a, a, a site basically where they have psychologists who with a translation uh, together with like a translator mm-hmm. or something like that in order to make sure that you know people from a different background also have like access to psychological help so in that sense i think vienna as a city you know we always see vienna is different so in that sense it, it really is true because you know they're trying to make it mental health support more accessible i i, th- I it's kind of hard because you know at the end of the day if we as immigrants go to a, like a therapist and if that person is not a ther- uh, an immigrant himself themselves they would never understand ever understand I, exactly I, I, what it's I like mean, you know yeah. but but at the same time is how can you teach people what it means to be an immigrant you know that's true so i guess what i said earlier is it's just better to have more international psychologists and people who actually understand who've actually experienced that you're right you can't really teach that to someone yeah um, definitely yeah but i definitely agree on that sense so yeah that is only possible like to have more diverse psychotherapists if the the whole perception of, of of therapists within within the whole immigrant community as a whole is changed or shifts mm-hmm. yeah. from something negative to something positive yeah. so if that's possible then i'm sure that it would be more you know more seen as something good to become a therapist but i kind of see really a huge huge 
potentially within our generation mm-hmm. to do that. We we have experienced this fucked upness, yeah. Yeah. We as Gen Z, as you know, people call us Gen Z for a reason, yeah. yeah. So we have seen this <laughs> fucked upness. So so I think we are the ones, and I'm not. I don't think I'm convinced that we are the ones who are definitely going to change that narrative and shift the narrative to something more positive, something more. Hey, it's okay. It's all right. You know. So. I think you're right. We're already on a, such a good path. I mean, the fact that we're both talking about this publicly, that we're streaming this on a podcast is already such a huge step. So different from the past generation. So I think we can end this on a very positive note and say we are on the right track. But we also have to let go a little bit of, I guess, past systems or the current Austrian school system. And we have to make space for new things. And there's there needs to be so much change in the system. Of course, there's good things. Um, you were t- telling me how your teachers, fortunately, really, really helped you with your mental health. So that's a really great thing, if you want to say something about that. Yeah, so my teachers are wonderful. My class is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I let, I'm, I'm a sim for them, yeah. The, the truth is, the truth is, like, on the 20th December last year was, like, my, my suicide attempt. So that was also the day where I decided that I wanted to, you know, kind of get my shit together. And this year, on the 20th, my class and I, we had, like, a, a eating kind of dinner in class and we we, we like we've eaten sh- things together my teachers were there we talked about it and it was like super nice and you know we kind of call we call it now my rebound day my first rebound day they even got me like a surprise cake with like um 18 candles because i'm 18 mm-hmm. and like a one like a one um in the middle because it's my first rebound day so i was like i was like really touched by that you know i was like you little piece of shit you're going to make me publicly cry yeah <laughs> but, but you know it's like it's like it's like it's like because i'm gonna I'm tell you the truth is if i wouldn't have the same teachers if i wouldn't have the same setting that i have right now i don't know i don't know if i would have enough strength to talk about this i don't know if i would have enough strength you know to, to try to make the steps forward to a healthier lifestyle you know so for that i love them Thank you. No, really, really thank you for being so open about this. It's so beautiful and that you found a community that supports you. I mean, that's what got me through as well when I was sure that I didn't want to live anymore. That's, I think, anyone who needs to hear this. It is always the people around you and in the end, yourself. You're the one that makes the decision yeah. in the end. And I just want to say you should be really proud of yourself. I'm proud of you that you're here. You. Really, that's, that's very you. beautiful. No, I mean it. <laughs> And yeah, I think this was a very interesting talk. We, I feel like we touched everything in terms of mental health <laughs> in school. There's so much potential for change, as we said. And if there's anything else you want to say, go ahead. People much love and be your best friend, yeah? Because if you're not your best friend, who's going to be, yeah? Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. And that's on the name of the podcast. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so, so much for being here, really. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.